Okay, um, I wanted to just uh, go back just for one second to the last thing we did uh, last time. I think I didn't fully explain the last line we read. I just want to make sure it's clear. Um, we um, were talking about the concept that Rabbi Yehuda, even though he typically was not, is not Dorish Smuchin, he doesn't stick the fact that two Sukkim are right next to each other, the fact that they're right next to each other does not necessarily teach me some type of drasha. However, in Mishnah Torah, comes to Devarim, he does. And when the Gemara was explaining an example of where he does, um, they talked about the case of um, the fact that a man is not allowed to marry his father's wife. Right? And the Patsuk is, is redundant. And the um, and the and and Rabbi Yehuda wanted to say that this pasuk is actually referring refers to marrying your, your father's wife, but is actually referring to marrying your father's anusa or mufutas, right? That the father was involved in being ma'anes or mafata, a woman that that uh, that the son cannot marry them either, even though they weren't married. And so how does he know? He knows because the two psukim are right next to each other. It's their smuchim. If you look at if you look in the psukim in the Torah, so the pasuk uh, actually it, it's the the pasuk of paying uh, paying fifty fifty silver coins if a person is ba'anes from a fata woman. So that's the last pasuk in Perak Chav Beis in Devarim. The very next pasuk. Perk that begins Perk Chaf Gimel is Lo Yikach Ish Es Eish Shaviv Lo Yigalek Nafaviv. So they're literally mamish smuchin. They're mamish one pasuk next to the other. So the, the Rabbanon responded to Rabbi Yehuda, and the response of Rabbanon was Ihavis If they're really smuchin, then fine, but they're not, and therefore they argue that this second pasuk, this second line Lo Yigalek Nafaviv is not referring to. Not there to teach me that a man is not allowed to also, also may not marry the Anusa, the, um, uh, the, 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 the woman with whom he was Ma'anes uh, from Afata, but rather teaching me a different halacha, Shomeris Yabam, right? That if the father is supposed to do Yibam and the son swipes in and marries that woman instead, that's the Yisr. So I was struggling with a little bit, but why is it not considered Smuchin? The two Pesukim are Mamish, one right next to the other. So what's the, what are the Rabbanan trying to say? So Rashi explains it. And if you, well, before we see Rashi, if you were to look in the Torah itself, if you look in the text, you'll see what they refer to. What they mean is as follows. What's the word that is, the, the phrase that's being darshaned? The phrase that's being darshaned is That is the second half of the, of the second puzzle. Okay? So we have a puzzle that talks about the father's going to pay, the man pays Hamishim Kasef. If he was ma'anes or mafata, woman, he rapes her, seduces her, whatever, that he has to pay for chamishim kasef. The next words are loikach ish as eshes haviv, and then the next phrase is loigalek nafaviv. So basically, Rabbi Yehuda says that's smuchin. That's two psukim right next to the other. The rabbanon say no. If they're really smuchin, what would it be? The first half of the pasuk would be loigalek nafaviv, loikach ish as eshes haviv. So their argument is. Since the two phrases are not exactly connected to each other, right? I have the, the man pays chamishin kesef, and then it says, oh, so now already we're not smuchin, right? The smuchin, if you want to darshan that the, that the case of refers to the case of Onus Mefate, the Rabban argued then the actual phrase, 
should have been first in the Pasuk, not second in the Pasuk. And that's why, and that, that's where Rashi explains. Um, right, Rashi says, Right, the phrase comes first and then So I just wanted to explain what that was. So it's a very, 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 uh, you know, uh, thin line there between the, the argument there between the Rabbanan and the Yehuda is what's considered smuchin. So they both agree that we're talking about two psukim, literally one right next to the other, but the Rabbanan argue as long as the, the phrase that you're darshaning as referring to the pasuk that comes before isn't exactly one right next to the other, so that's not going to work. Um, so that, that's just um, to make sure we know what, what, what that was talking about. Fine. Um, and in the end, what the Gemara is saying is that this comes to teach me a separate halacha according to Rabbanan of Shemeres Yabam, that if my father's brother passes away without children, and he was married, my father is supposed to Yibam with that with my uncle's wife, and then I go ahead and marry her. So that woman is considered Shemeres Yabam. She's awaiting Yibam from my father, and I go ahead and I uh, marry her marry her instead. That's a separate answer. Fine. Okay, so now the Gemara wants to know, my time of the Darish. Why is it? If it's true already that we uh, that we you know don't make don't make drushes in uh, or at least Rabbi Yehuda doesn't make drushes in the, all the Torah, but he does make drushes in 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 Devarim. Well, what makes Devarim different? So it says the Gemara is false. So it's going to give this answer a couple times, um, and and we'll have to see. It seems to be somewhat specific to the specific cases, not a general principle. But we're going to have to see. So Gemara gives the following answer: so one possibility is if you want to say the answer is because it's muhach, meaning it just it has to be darshan that way. Rashi says muhach, muhach lemidrashinu ahadadi samachinut. The two psukim are the, the two words. The two psukim are placed right next to each other, and it becomes obvious that they're there to be uh, to be darshaned. Or mishum de mufni, which in the mufni means mufna always means uh, open or available, and that the pasuk seems to be extra. And one is that the, the two muhach means they're placed right next to each other and it seems very clear. It's just obvious they're there to be darshaned, their connection. And mufni just means that the pasuk there is just clearly repet- repetitive and not, near, near, not there for any other reason. So it must be there's some type of drasha that's meant to be had. And we're going to explain. So, if you want to talk about our, again, our example, was Rabbi Yehuda, again, he argued that the woman, uh, the man is, is ma'anes or mafata woman. And then right next to him is the next pasuk talking about the issue of marrying your father's wife. And it says, like lechlaf aviv also, that like lechlaf, so it must mean that there's not only an issue to marry your father's wife, but also to marry the woman he was ma'anes or mafata. So, so, so what's the argument here that it's muhach? Right? Because why, why is it clear that I need these, uh, to make this drasha? Because what do I need if loy galek knaf aviv, right, really refers to the Isra of Shemeris Yavam, right? Some other woman uh, who is supposed to yivam with somebody else, and I go ahead and I marry her, there's some Isra Arias to marry uh, someone else's Yavama. 
So then, there's a different parsha in the Torah that talks about the Isuri Arayos, the forbidden relationships. That's back in Acharemos, as we've mentioned before, right? Acharemos is the classic example. It's in Sefer Vayikra, where all of the Arayos are listed. So if you want to tell, if Loi Galei Kedaf Aviv refers to the Isra of Shemeris Yavam, so put it over there. That's where it, that where it's, that's where it belongs. Right? Rather, if it's here, why is it here? It must be here to make a drasha. Right? It's, it, it's placed here, right next to, right, right next to the case of Owen and Simefata to teach me there's a connection between these two psukim. I can't put it in, by the Parshas Arayos because it's here to teach me something specific here. And that is the drasha that it's teaching me, according to Buddha, that, uh, that there is a, um, an issue of marrying your father's um, the woman he was ma'anis from a father. Fine. Or you could argue it's because it just seems to be totally extraneous. Why? Wait, what do I need the whole pos- the whole section in the first place? This whole phrase, what is it for? Right? I have a pasuk that says If that's all it means, don't marry your father's wife. Then what should I? Then and that's what the second half of the pasuk means. So then just ignore the second, you, you don't need the second half. The fact is the second half of the Pasuk must mean it's there to make a Jerusha. You turn the page. So it must be it's there to, um, because it's extra, it's just wide open, and there to be darshan. Right? And this is what we find throughout, throughout this conversation now, and really throughout Shas. Whenever we talk about Jerushas, it's always, always that there's a, a section of a Pasuk or a word in a Pasuk or even sometimes a letter in a Pasuk and a word, right? That is there and doesn't need to be there. And that's where Chazal jump and say, ah, see, it must be here to make a Jerusha. Okay, fine. So that's how you explain Muchach and Mufni when it comes to um, this case of the, of the Arias case. But now let's go back to our original case. Um, Hold on one second. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the next case. So in the case of tzitzis, again, we had the, the, the smuchin of tzitzis and shatness, right? The fact that I have lo yilbash shatness, gedilim ta'aselecha. says in the same passage, right? Don't wear shatness, make tzitzis. So what do you learn? You learn from there that tzitzis can be shatness, right? Tzitzis can be made of shatness. Okay, so we have a tzitzis nami bais ema mishum de muchach vi bais ema mishum de muftah. So same thing, make the same argument when it comes to tzitzis uh, that there's a there's an area that was just obvious and clear, or because its words are so clearly uh, extra. Vi bais ema mishum de muchach im kein lich tveirach amana gavir parshas tzitzis lemai hilchas laksi beacha. Number one, forget that whether the words are extra or not, but that the the whole pasuk. Right? Why even put it here? Right? If if it's if it's just to teach me halachas of tzitzis, we already have a, a parsha of tzitzis. The parsha of tzitzis is somewhere else, right? The parsha of tzitzis is actually back in parsha's Ekev. Uh, it's parak uh, Ches, I think, or of, of, of Dvarim. So th- there's no reason to put Kedilin Taselacha here. Again, even if you need that phrase to teach me something, so put the phrase back in the parsha of tzitzis, it's not necessary here. Elamai, the fact that it's put here, must be it's here to be Samoch, to Dostobashatnes, and teach me that Joshua. That's number one. Um... Um, fine. mufne, or another possibility because it's available, right, to make a drasha. So now let's explain it. 
Michti Kasav Ubegi Kalayim Shatnez Loyalecha Lo Silba Shatnez Lamali. Again, we we've said before. Again, here also in uh, in Sefer Yikra, the halachos of and again, this is now talking about the 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 Shatnez words right are extra. Um, by saying Mishum de Mufne and has it Mufne because it says when it comes to Shatnez Ubegi Kalayim Shatnez Loyalecha. What do I, so if I just already told me that a, a beged, a, a clothing of kilayim shatnes, which, which is a mixture, right? Rolling and lo yalecha can't be on you. What do I need another positive that says later here in Sefer Dvarim, don't wear shatnes. Uh, you told me already. Why, we, we just repeat it for no reason. So we make a mistake sometimes when we say that Sefer Dvarim is there just as a mission Torah. It's just a repeat of other mitzvahs. So many point out that it's not true. It is true. First of all, there's some new mitzvahs in Sefer Tavarim. And second of all, the, 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 the quote, old mitzvahs that are repeated are all repeated for a reason, right? You don't just repeat mitzvahs, just stop. Because right? all the mitzvahs are not repeated in Sefer Tavarim. So there's a reason. When you learn Sefer Tavarim, you have to notice there's certain things that are repeated for a very specific reason. And even when they're repeated, again, this, the Chazal is still going to jump and, and try to explain. They're not going to say, well, it's repeated because of Mishnah Torah. No. It's repeat, if it's repeated, there's got to be some halakhic reason it's repeated. So what? So what am I repeating it again? Lo silba shanes domer shanes lamalish mamina lef nuye. So it must be because there is again something extra here. What do you? What's the extra? Lo silba shanes It's it's there. It seems extra. Alamai, it's not extra, and it must be there to teach me this halacha that tzitzis can be made out of shanes. One question that the Rishonim ask is uh, why? Does, if you notice in this case, we we in the first case we talked about. The extra word and the you know the the muhach and the mufni were both within the halacha of of um, of um, sorry within loigalat nafaviv right both both times it was loigalat nafaviv is muhach or mufna right it's it's extra or just a replacement is 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 clear what it is here we switched here here we said tzitzis. Is the case which is muhach, and then we said kilayim with the the, the shatnes was the case that was mu, that was mufne. Why can't you say that tzitzis is mufne? Why can't you say the case of tzitzis is also again available for a, for a drasha? Because what do I need? You know, again, why do I have to repeat the repeat the mitzvah again? So let's look in Tosus top at the top of the page. Michti ksevu begin kilayim. So Tosus asks, "Hahu krod gedilim gedilim taselacha lo matzisli sure ulo meimar michti ksev parshas tzitzis lamay hechus akasve." Right? Meaning, again, whenever we talk about something being mufne, it's, it's available it's because it's clearly extra and just not necessary. So when it comes to the parish of tzitzis, why don't we ever say, wait a second, that gidilim ta'aselacha is extra. So why don't we say that? Why? The kula itzrich. Because it's not true. We're going to see later on in Daf Hayim We need both. We need the, we need the, the psukim by tzitzis originally, and we also need gidilim ta'aselacha. Why? Kidashin lakam and gidilim arba. Vidarshin, the word Gdilim, Darshin's Arba, Vidarshin Anami al Dalak Kamfos, Velo al Gimel, Velo Vehei. Right, we learned, we, we, we learned there that it's four, com, four corners of a garment, not three, not five. Kisuscha, Velo Shalacherim, it's got to be your clothing and not someone else's clothing. Asher Techaseba, Prat Lechaso Suma, it's got to be if it covers you, not if it covers a, a, a blind person. We're, we're going to make um, 
uh, or if it doesn't cover all of your body. The point is that the Pasuk is just an extension of, of uh, gives me many, many more halachos that I wouldn't have if the Pasuk just said, So the Pasuk, the fact that the Pasuk says, has, very, has many drushes to make from it that, that are pertinent to the halachas of tzitzis. So that's what the Gemara does not say. Well, what do I need this extra time of mentioning the mitzvah? This is already, I mentioned it before. Because here we actually have many drushes that come just within the mitzvah of tzitzis itself, which come out of that pasuk. And that's why we don't assume that there, the Gemara doesn't say, well, maybe tzitzis is mufna. Maybe it's just extra to mention it a second time. That, uh, that we don't do. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so in order for the drusha to be a good drusha, does it have to have both muchach and mufner, or is it just one or the other? I don't know if it, ha- I don't know if it has to have both. Ibais emo typically implies, uh, if you want me, you can say this. If you want me, you can say that. The either one would be, a, would be a, a, an appropriate answer. I don't think you need both. Any, any... Is it true? Is it true that that's only according to Rabbi Yehuda? Like, in other words, that you need to have one of these reasons? Like, what about according to Chacham and the Romano? This is, yes, this, this, Ibai's Eimah Mishim the Muchach, Ibai's Eimah Mishim the Mufna, these are Svaras, these are the reasons why Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda specifically darshans these Psukim in Devarim and doesn't darshan them in, in Vayikra or other places where they are. Um, if you remember yesterday, I sort of said, you know, that, that Sefer Devarim is full of, quote, repeat mitzvos, right? And, and um, I don't think it's a surprise. Again, I, I haven't seen this in the Rishonim yet, but uh, to me it's not a surprise that specifically when it comes to Sefer Devarim, that's where we're going to say that, that Psukum are Mufne, that they're extra and seemingly unnecessary unless they're here to make these spe- special drushes. Um, you know, again, because, the, and you find over and over again in, the, in this Gemara, the Gemara says, well, wait a second, I, I taught the Allah already, why are you teaching it to me again? Alamai must be, it's Mufne, it's available now to make a drusha. Uh, and here, this drasha he wants to make is smuchin, right? That uh, the two are together, they're to make me a, a, you know, it's where it's placed in Sefer Devarim next to some other halacha, etc. So, I think that's part of what, uh, yes, it's specific for a Behuda, apparently. Um, I don't, the concept of mufne uh, certainly is not a concept you only find with uh, this, this specific conversation of Behuda. You find other places where the Gemara talks about uh, possibly being mufne. Um, but yeah, but this, this still the conversation being had here right now is why Rabbi Yehuda himself makes these exceptions and, and will darshim sukim in, in Dvarim as opposed to in uh, other places. The thing that's interesting is that the Gemara now has given two examples of specific halakhas in Sefer Dvarim where Rabbi Yehuda darshins them even though he doesn't darshan outside of Sefer Dvarim. It's a good question, you know, does that mean that every case where he darshins, um, Smuchin in Sefer Dvarim, it has to be Mufna or Muchach, possible. Um, it seems like the Gemara is building such a case. Um, but uh, so far, we've, we've seen two examples of it. But yeah, but you don't need both. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you need both. Um, okay. But the Gemara, now that we've proven that, uh, that the, certainly by the case of this is that it's Muchach or Mufna, the Gemara is not so happy and is going to reject it. And the Gemara says, and we go back and forth a few times. So the Gemara now says as follows. Says the Gemara, so the Gemara said, "Ibai say mushum de mufne, right? Because begi glaim shatnes lo yalei alecha lo silba shatnes lamlish mamne lefnuye." You already taught me I can't wear tzitzis. You can't wear sorry. You can't wear shatnes. And then says again, "Don't wear shatnes." So what's that for? It's, it's, it's solely redundant. So it must be it's available for the drasha of smuchin 
that, that says it's Kanem Shanis. And Moses, whoa, 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 not so fast. These two psukim are different. And lo silbash are two very different, different concepts. Lo means it shouldn't be placed on you, and lo silbash means you shouldn't wear it. So this explains, so it says in Gabar as follows. Hani, it's not extra. Hani, both of these If the Pasuk just said, shouldn't be placed on you, shouldn't go literally on you. I would think that any time you place shatnas on you at all, should be forbidden. Even people who sell, uh, are selling clothing. Meaning, what is being mochaiksus? So what would, what would people sell clothing do? So you're thinking, what do you mean? People sell clothing, they leave clothing on the racks. What does that have to do with wearing clothing? So Rashi explains, um, it's, it's the third line, second and third line of Rashi, from the top, apparently when they would sell clothing, they would do this, they placed it on them, and they like, show you, see, it looks great, right? They like place the clothing on their body to show it to somebody. To show it off. Maybe they would wear one here and one here and they'd walk around. So people would see the different clothing and this is how they would display the, the clothing they were selling. So when someone wears the clothing that way, they have no interest in getting uh, physical benefit from the clothing. They're just doing it to show it, just as a display. Right? So if it's loyal le'alecha, I would think even just displaying Shatna's clothing would be forbidden. It's different shallow if how can I display clothing, which is Shatna's, if I'm not allowed, the person's not allowed to wear it, it's not going to be left either. It's a different question. But the bottom line is, I would think that even displaying clothing, maybe selling it to people who are not Jewish, not this year. So you think even displaying the, the climb would be Yasser. Shema right? So the pastor comes to teach me. Sorry. So comes the to teach me, it has to be a wearing that gets me benefit. Right? It has to be a wearing that gets benefit, and that's why it says lo silba shatnes. And if it just said, don't wear shatnis, I would have thought, I would think it's specifically wearing clothing where I get a lot of benefit. But if I just place it on myself, then no. Even just placing it on your body. So let's just be clear. It seems that we just flipped in both directions. On the one hand, means like that the issue is only if I wear it and get benefit from it. Lo yaleh means even if I just keep it on my body. But didn't we just say before, lo silbash is here to teach you that wearing up just lo yaleh is not enough to be yasser. So they, I think what the answer is like this. is three levels. To, to, to put it on your body just to display it and you get no benefit at all, everyone agrees that there's no yasser at all. To wear the shatnas in a way that you get a lot of benefit, you're really wearing it, it's keeping you warm, whatever, so that everyone agrees is yasser. And the lo yaleh the second, the, the, what's the purpose of that? Possibly to teach me that if I'm not wearing it in the normal way, but I'm still getting a benefit, so that would be us or also. So for example, if I you know, took a, you know, a shot in his blanket, let's say, and put it, put it on myself and wore it, it's not derech levisha, it's not the normal way to wear it, but, it's, uh, you know, but I'm still getting some benefit. And it's, you know, I'm cold and it keeps me a little bit warm, so that would still be us. Or even though just, if I just put it on my body just to display it, that would be, uh, that would be permissible. So anyways, the bottom line is, the Gemara says, Lo silbash and lo alecha. I need both of them. And that's why it's not mufna, it's not open and available for uh, drasha. It's something that I really need. Okay, so Gemara says, but not so fast. 
according to this whole conversation, right, that I really need, right, if the Pasuk and Sefer Dvarim is just there to teach me, right, Lo Silbash, right, and that I have to get, uh, you know, some benefit, etc., and that's the whole purpose of that, uh, you know, extra Pasuk to teach me that, by the way, it has to be something you really get benefit from, right, that's, that's what the, that's what we're arguing now. So then I have a problem. What's the problem? I don't need to say the words Semro Pishtim. Okay? Why do I need, why do I need the words Semro Pishtim? Those words are going to be extra. Why are those words extra? So Gemara doesn't explain. Because let's take a look. The Pasuk says already, right? There are earlier Pasuk by Shatnes in Sefer Vayikra. says, that bag yikhalayim shatnez, you have clothing that is a mixture of shatnez, you shouldn't be on your body. And the Tana Beri Shmuel says as follows, There's many times in the Torah where the Torah says the word beged, or begadim, clothing. Okay? And every time it says the word begadim, what does it refer to? It always refers to something that is semer, or Pishtim, either wool or linen. The Gemara doesn't explain this exactly, but Rashi does. Right? Um, sorry, let's just finish the line of the The Torah says begot in many places. And there's one example in the Torah where it refers to a beget and calls it specifically. What's a beged? Either tzemer or pishim, either wool or linen. Where is that? Look at Rashi. Be'echen mayhem. Rashi is the second skinny line. Gabi negayin be'beged tzemer or be'beged pishim. When it talks about the, the concept of nigay begadim, that capacity of tzaras on my clothing, it says beged tzemer or beged pishim. It's not that much shyness. It's about one type of, that, that beged always refers to. Doesn't, beged doesn't mean cotton. Beged doesn't mean uh, polyester. Beged means one of two things. It means wool or it means linen. Okay? So meaning the Torah says in a zillion places, a beged this, a beged that. It can be by tomb of Atara. You have to put your begadim in the mikvah, whatever. All these different examples where the, the Torah refers to begadim. And never tells us what begadim are made of. In one place, right? In one place it says beged. And what does beged mean? Beged semer or beged pishtim. So if that's true, where does that come to teach me? I've called semer pishtim. Right? If that's, that means that any time the Torah refers to begadim, it always refers to wool or linen. So, So then why do I need the Torah to tell me that shatnez is a mixture of semer upishin? Shatnez, by definition, means a mixture. It's a mixture of items used in clothing. So this is the, this is the drush and tanah that is making. That the, that since, and this is a little, you have to think about it a little bit. But the point is that Beged always means semer upishtim. The word shatnes is understood to mean always a mixture. And if you're mixing things, there's only two things to mix because the Torah has only given us two examples of, 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 uh, of properties, of uh, ingredients that can be used for clothing. Only semer upishtim. So if you told me shatnes, I would already know that shatnes means semer upishtim. To us, it sounds a little bit funny because we, like, we use so many different types of... of, of, of um, you know, items to be clothing out of. But if, if in the times of the Torah, it really only meant wool or linen, so if you said shatnes, it was obvious what it meant. It meant tzermo pishtim. 
So just saying shotness already tells me it's wool linen mixed together. I know that from this drush. Fine. And this is by the way, what's called a, this is another one of the, the Yud Gimel Midos. It's called a Binyan, a binyan Av. It's actually not one of the terms that we mentioned, but it's called Binyan Av. Meaning that if the Torah gives one definition in one place of a word, then that same word is used, that the same definition is used every other time the word is used. So the word Begad means Semra Upishtin, then Begad always means Semra Upishtin. But the bottom line is, if that's what it means, then I don't need the Torah to repeat when it buys shotness, right? Um, when the Pasuk says, Lo Silba Shatnes, Semer U Pishtim, that's extra. Because just tell me, Lo Silba Shatnes, and I already know it's Semer U Pishtim. And if, so, so why does it tell me it? So, why, so, uh, so that continues the Gemara, Semer U Pishtim, the Kasev Rachman Alamali. So what do I need the words for? Shmami Na, Lachnuye. So you see that really they are extra. And if really they are extra, now I can use them to make this drush of smuchin and go back now and learn my, uh, my halacha, the Rabbi Huda wants the darshan, that uh, tzitzis can be made, that the whole purpose of the phrase semer pishim is to teach me that tzitzis can be made out of shatnis. So this is because we kind of stopped a little bit in the middle of the conversation because the Gemara is going to respond back. But we will uh, continue the Gemara from here tomorrow.